Thank you. Good morning, Northridge. Uh, my name is Chris Crutchley. I am the campus pastor at our Brighton campus. Um, if you are new to Northridge, we are one church in four locations. So Gracile, Celine, and all of my family in Brighton, good morning. We are so glad that you're here with us, joining us. If you are watching On Demand, man, thanks for joining us from wherever you are in the world today. Uh, what an honor and a privilege it is to be here with you guys as we bring to a close the Unforgettable Series 2017. And I gotta be honest with you, that means that we're closing our summer series, which means uh, summer is over. And I'm still wondering, uh, when is summer in Michigan? <laughs> you know, uh, the, the weather so far, as my, this is my first summer in Michigan, has been what I would consider to be spring and fall, and it's been awesome. Uh, but man, it is it's just an unforgettable summer, and I'm really glad to be here as we bring this to a close. And so to get us started today at ending, um, I have a question I wanna pose for you, and I'd love you just in your heart and your mind think of this question. Uh, what to you is unforgettable? What to you is unforgettable? You know, if I were to poll the audience today and begin to ask each and every one of you to define the word unforgettable, we would have just about as many definitions of that word as there are people listening to me today. Every single person would have their own version or their own way of describing it. Some would say, you know, it's this, this restaurant that I went to. It was this food they served. It was just unforgettable. Uh, some of you would say it was this vacation. It was this place that we went to. And man, it was just unforgettable. And for some of us in the room, we would actually maybe describe the opposite. We might refer back to a tragedy or maybe a loss in our life. But if, if I were to ask you guys to define this word, literally we would all have a different definition of the word unforgettable. And so as I prepared to teach today, I was like, well, I've got to find a way to get us all on the same page. I've got to find a way to, to get this word down to, in essence, one meaning, like one understood idea. So I went to Google because that's what all people do. Went to Google, and I, I searched in the, the, the search engine bar. I said, define or definition of unforgettable. And it was awesome. Google helped out a lot. It said this. It said, impossible to forget, very memorable. Wonderful. <laughs> just as vague, just as open-ended. I mean, literally, again, it's up to us to define it. And so I kept reading through the, the, you know, the, the meaning and the root works. I'm searching for, like, what is the heart and soul of this word unforgettable? And I get to a list of examples of this word being used. And it was at the first example that the word actually came to life. I found it. And the first example was this. Your first kiss is unforgettable. I've got it. I know it now. This is the heart and soul of the word unforgettable. Your first kiss is unforgettable because it's the first time you've gone somewhere, you've experienced something that you've never experienced. You went somewhere you'd never been. It was new territory. If you could, for just a second, if you've experienced the first kiss, think about it. It was the first time that you went somewhere that you'd never been. And that's the, the heart and soul of the word unforgettable. And so I begin to process through this word this way, thinking of, okay, now what's unforgettable to me? And I, I remember just two quick stories off the top of my head. The first was I remember uh, driving my car for the first time alone. I was 16 years old. I remember the day that I got in my car, my dad sitting in the driveway, and he 
waves goodbye as I pull out of the driveway to drive all by myself. Like it was unforgettable because I was doing things I had never done. I was about to experience something that I had never experienced. Like as I drove my car, I was now the person responsible of thinking, where are you actually going? And no longer was someone telling me, okay, you're gonna turn right up here, so I need you to go ahead and move into the right lane. But before you get in the right lane, look in your mirror to see who's coming. Like that person wasn't here, it was all me. And it was an unforgettable experience. As I think through and process through my life, the, the next one I'll share with you is this. I remember when my oldest son, Eli, he's my firstborn, when he began to call me daddy. Like this was new territory for me. This was... Man, the first time experiencing something completely new because up until this, I was 26, year old, 26 years old when he was born, my name was Chris. And that's what I got called by everybody. But now there's this little boy running around our house and to me, I'm his daddy. I had a new name. Like, this was new territory. This was, this was a, a place that I'd never been before and this is unforgettable. And so this was the heart and soul, the essence behind this series and the creation of it. And so um, each week for the last nine weeks, we have these communicators come up and they each have shared their unforgettable story of following Jesus and man, him taking them to places they'd never been, going into new territories, seeing things they'd never seen. And, and as we've listened, our hope for you was that something stirred inside your heart, something in you longed to experience the unforgettable, something in you desired to experience what they were talking about and you, you just wanted it with everything that was in you. But, but the problem that we begin to face is that longing for something, desiring the unforgettable is simply not enough to get the unforgettable. I mean, me desiring to play on the Detroit Lions this year is not enough for me to get a seat on the team, a, a spot in the lineup. It's just not going to happen. I can have all the desire in the world, but I'm, I'm just not going to get there. And for some of us in the room today, listening in all of our campuses or even online, our desire is simply not enough. There's steps that we must take in order to experience the unforgettable. And for a lot of us here, there's obstacles in our way to getting there. There's obstacles in our way to experiencing the unforgettable. And so we find ourselves living life, telling the stories, the unforgettable stories of others to get us through. And I want you to know this morning that that's simply not enough. It's not enough for us to go through life telling the unforgettable stories of others. We must experience our own unforgettable. And so my hope today is that I could help you with that. My hope today is that I could help you identify the obstacles that are in your way of the unforgettable and then help you break through the, these obstacles to experience your own personal unforgettable stories. So if you would, join me today. We're gonna be in the Old Testament in the book of Joshua. Uh, Joshua is the sixth book of the Old Testament, and uh, Joshua is an incredible uh, person in this story of God. I mean, he's just got an, an awesome journey experience, and he too is going to experience the unforgettable. Um, but before we get to his unforgettable, let me give you a little bit of history of Joshua. So Joshua has been serving, following, kind of learning from this man named Moses. And 
when I say Moses, whether you're new to Bible study or new to reading the Bible, new to church, most of us have heard of this guy named Moses. Uh, Moses was the, the man who led the Israelites out of captivity from Egypt. He's the man who stood before the Red Sea and you know, held up a staff and God parted the waters and this nation walked through. Like This was the man that God wrote the Ten Commandments for and through, you know, like showed him the Ten Commandments. Like, we know this guy named Moses, and so Moses was the guy leading Joshua. And we find out in the book of Joshua, in the first chapter, what we, we find out this, uh, Moses is dead. Yeah, no, you can laugh, that's fine. I mean, literally, Joshua's first word from God was, is, hey, listen, uh, the guy that you've been following, he's dead. And now it's your turn. I need you to do something for me. So we pick up his story, Joshua chapter three, verse one, it says this. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites. Now, now we can quickly read over that and think of a lot of people, but I, I wanna give you kind of perspective as we go through this. We're talking right around two million people is all the Israelites. This is no small congregation of people. This is a, a mass of people that God has placed Joshua in charge of. So Joshua and all the Israelites set out from a place that I cannot say in church. <laughs> Not gonna do it. Uh, if my son heard me say that, I'd be in a lot of trouble. So he sets out from this place and he, he goes to the Jordan where they camped before crossing over. And it says, after three days, the officers went throughout the camp giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits between you and the ark. Do not go near it. I love this. Uh, this, this. This story has been a huge, has had a huge impact on my life. I love that God tells Joshua, you are going somewhere you have never been before. You're going to experience things you have never experienced. This is going to be new for you, Joshua, and I want you to get this this morning. New always has the potential for the unforgettable. New always has the potential for the unforgettable. I mean, think about it this morning. If you were to go somewhere you'd never been before, if you'd experienced something you'd never experienced, something would be demanded from you. Okay, the unforgettable. If we are to experience it, it demands something from us. And what it demands from us is trust. And it's right here that we face the first obstacle to the unforgettable. Trust. I mean, if, if you were to decide today, you get in your car and you want to go somewhere you've never been, what you would probably do is you'd type in the address to your GPS and you would trust your GPS to take you to the location that you want to go. I mean, not many of us, maybe not any of us would actually say, you know, I'm just gonna get it in my car and drive to this place, but I don't know how to get there and actually get there. It, it requires trust to go to the place that you've never been. If you're in this room today and you're thinking about getting married, you're married or you've been married before, there was this point in time where you stood before your future spouse and you made a commitment to each other. And you had to place trust in your future spouse that they would honor the commitment that they made to you. 
Like to go somewhere to experience something you've never experienced, to, to go somewhere you've never been, to explore new territory, trust will always be demanded of you. Uh, for a lot of you in the room, especially me, on Tuesday morning, I will have to display a lot of trust as my wife and I take my two oldest and drop them off at kindergarten, or yeah, kindergarten and second grade. I almost forgot what grade they're going into. That's gonna be an issue. Uh, and we're taking my daughter to kindergarten and my son to second grade, and it's gonna take trust because this is, this is new. This is new territory. This is a new experience. This is something that they haven't done before. This is a new teacher, new classmates. This is us dropping off at a new age and new friends. And man, listen, to experience the unforgettable, it's always going to require trust. This is our first obstacle. And let's just be honest this morning. Trust is hard. Trust is extremely difficult for a lot of us. I mean, like, trust is a a very hard obstacle to come face to face with. I don't know if you've ever seen this before. If not, when you, not right now, but when you get home today, jump on YouTube and and search trust fall. You're gonna laugh for a long time because it's it's these videos of people, they, they cross their arms, they stand with their back to another person. So there's a person behind me looking at me. They close their eyes and they begin to fall backwards. And the whole object is to see how much trust you have. Will that person actually catch you and keep you from falling? And it's really funny because you can see the exact moment that a person loses trust in the person behind them. You know what they do? They begin to like fill their arms and reach out. Because see, trust means that we must lose control. I mean, that's what the definition of trust is, is, is giving control away, losing control. And, and we don't like that. We're not a fan of losing control. We're not a fan of of giving up control of certain things. And so when you stop trusting, you immediately start reaching out and grasping for everything that you can control. Trust is a hard obstacle to overcome. You know, in my personal life, I know when I'm beginning to wrestle with trust. When I find myself uh, uh, saying sentences like this, and this is in my mind, if I were to see this out loud, you might say I need to go to the hospital. Um, Hey, Chris, uh, it'd be easier if you just fill in the blank. Chris, it'd be easier if you just stay. You know, Chris, listen, it's gonna be okay. This is me talking to myself. I I said, it's gonna be fine. You know what you're going, it's not that bad. It's, it's all gonna be okay. When I start walking through these sentences, when I start uh, contemplating these thoughts, I know that I'm struggling with, with trust. When I begin to negotiate between trust, which is not easy, and what is actually easy, I'm wrestling with trust. Trust is not easy. If you find yourself at a place where you're negotiating between the difficulty of trusting and taking the easy route, you have found an obstacle. You're struggling with trust. You've found the place where you're wrestling. This is, this is not easy. Trust is not easy. In fact, listen to this. Jo- Joshua uh, finds out that his next step is not gonna be an easy one because God has to give him a pep talk. 
Listen what he says in Joshua 1. So he finds out, hey, Moses is dead. And he says this in verse eight of chapter one. Keep this book of law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Why is he telling him this? Because what he's about to face is gonna cause fear. What he's about to face is gonna cause discouragement. What he's about to face is gonna cause him to need to be strong. He's gonna, he's gonna feel the pressure of being weak. He, discouragement, he's gonna feel like, you know what? Maybe I, should just, maybe I should just stay put. Maybe I shouldn't go. Maybe, God, what you're asking me to do or what you're calling me to, maybe it'd be easier if I just chill out and stay here. Maybe, maybe I should just not do that. Like he, he's faced with a, an obstacle and trust is being demanded of him because trust will always be the first thing. It'll be the first thing that you face in experiencing unfor unforgettable. You know, I, I love this story because I, I tell this one often. Whenever I have to take my kids to the doctor, which is once or twice a year, maybe more if they're sick, but um, I always have to have a very similar pep talk that God had with Joshua with my kids. Uh, if you're a parent of young children, I'm sure, well, I hope I'm not the only one that experienced this. I hope you've experienced it before. When we're heading to the doctor's office, I have to tell my kids, especially the oldest ones, they kind of have a comprehension of what's going on. Listen, when we get in the doctor's office, do not be afraid. When the doctor walks in and wants to look in your eyes and stick a little popsicle stick down your throat and make you gag, like, don't freak out. Don't fight the doctor, don't punch and kick, don't, don't do all these things. And I'm telling them this, why? Because I know what they're gonna do. When that doctor walks in with a four inch needle and wants to jab it in their leg, listen, it's gonna get crazy in that doctor's office. And I have to give them this pep talk. I want them to know beforehand, listen, it's gonna be okay, I'm gonna be with you. And do you know what the question is that they always ask me? Do I have to go? Do I have to go, Dad? You see, the natural response when trust is demanded is to begin questioning whether or not it's easier to just stay. You know, if, if I just stay, then at least I know what to expect. If I just stay, I, I won't have to risk anything. If, if, I just, if I just stay, you know what? I want to trust anybody. No one can hurt me. Do I have to go? These are the questions we ask when we face the first obstacle that's keeping us from our unforgettable. And the cool thing is today is that Joshua, he didn't stay. In fact, in chapter three, we're gonna pick up in verse 14. It says this. So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is at flood stage all during harvest, okay? So let's just kind of unpack flood stage. Um, most of the year, the Jordan River is about 90 to 100 feet in crossing distance uh, around its whole length. No big deal, 
um, eight to 10 feet at its maximum depth, depth. If you're a good swimmer, you got it. You're gonna be good. But at flood stage, this river can become almost a half a mile wide. And it moves from a easy, peaceful flowing river into a raging rapid. And so this is what Joshua, the Levitical priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant, and all the Israelite nation are approaching. A massive, uh, aggressive river at full flood stage. So they get to it. And yet as soon as the priest who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap a great distance away at a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zarethan. While the water flowing down to the Sea of Arabah, that is the Dead Sea, was completely cut off. So the people crossed over opposite Jericho. The priest who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stopped in the middle of the Jordan and stood on dry ground while the Israel nation passed, or until the whole nation had completely passed, crossing on dry ground. Here's what I want you to hear this morning. The unforgettable will not happen for those who stand back and watch. It won't happen. The unforgettable will not happen for those who stand back and watch. Joshua, the Levitical priest in the nation of Israel had to make a choice and they, they chose to get up and approach their obstacle. And not only did they approach it, but they approached it with faith, believing that God, you said you're gonna do something, so here we are, we're walking towards the thing that's causing fear. Uh, can you imagine being a Levitical priest? So they're carrying this box called the Ark of the Covenant. And again, if you're new, uh, the Ark of the Covenant is at this time a place where God's spirit dwelled. And inside of it, there's like a, uh, the Ten Commandments, the tablets, uh, Aaron, a guy, his, his, like, his staff, and then this, this pot of manna. But uh, this box that we call the Ark of the Covenant was very specific in detail. And there was uh, literally very strict things you could or could not do. Uh, the people who carried it were only to be Levitical priests, and if you were to touch it, anyone, you'd immediately die. And there are stories of people who, you know, touched it while it was starting to fall, and they were gone, dead. And so you got these guys carrying this box. It's, it's, it's not a light box, you know, and they're walking towards this raging river, and everything in them could be saying, what do you want me to do, God? Like, you, you, want, me to, you want me to cross this? I do believe their natural response could be, well, can't we wait six months until it's, you know, calmed down? And in that six months, we'll build a boat. And that boat will then easily cross us over this, uh, this hundred foot, you know, river. But they didn't. They didn't stand back and watch. They, they approached this obstacle with faith. And not only did they approach it, but these priests carrying this box, they know if I touch the Ark of the Covenant, I'm dead. They begin to put their feet in the water. They didn't just approach their obstacle, they stepped into it. You know, the Bible teaches us what happens when we trust and obey God. When we trust him and then obey him or are obedient to do what he's asked. In Proverbs 3, it says this, verses five and six, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. So what's the first thing required of us? Trust. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Man, 
So trust in God, don't trust in what you know. And remember, trust is letting go of control, so don't reach out for what you can control. I mean, listen, listen he's, he's, really, he's saying let go of control. Trust in the Lord of your heart, not what you can control. Acknowledge me. Acknowledge me is what he goes on to say. He's in all your ways, acknowledge him, and what will he do? He will make your path straight. There's this understood in this verse, and there's this, this kind of back meaning that this verse means nothing absolutely nothing to the person standing still. I mean, who cares if your path is straight if you're not moving? But for those who trust and obey, those who approach their obstacle with faith, God promises, he promises to straighten our path. He promises to help us address our obstacle. He promises to help walk us through it. He promises to help get us there. And so here's my question for you guys today. What is your Jordan River? Better yet, what is your obstacle? What lies in front of you that's causing fear? It's causing you to kind of be hesitant, it's causing you to doubt, it's causing you to stand still. What is it? See, Joshua understood this, that the Jordan River was not his unforgettable. Sure, seeing this river stop flowing was amazing, and they will remember it forever. In fact, we're talking about it now. But the Jordan River ceasing to flow failed in comparison to the unforgettable that lied just beyond his obstacle, which was the land that God had promised them. A land where they were promised to never be in captivity, to no longer be slaves, not have to worry about enemies conquering them. They were able to kind of settle and raise their children in safety. That was their unforgettable, and it was just beyond their obstacle. So what is your obstacle because your obstacle is the gateway to your unforgettable. What's causing the fear? What's causing the, the, the paralyzation of movement? What's causing you from stepping one more step towards what's in front of you? Chances are, if you can name that, that's your obstacle. What right in front of you is new. What is demanding your trust? What's happening in your life that you're having to trust and you find yourself negotiating? You find yourself, you know, if I just stay, I won't have to do this, this, or this. If I just stay, you don't have to, no more risk or worry. Chances are, that's your obstacle. Uh, for some of you in the room today, your obstacle has been trusting in Jesus. In fact, if you're here today and you've never placed your trust in Jesus, uh, you are actually facing the obstacle that every person has ever faced, and that obstacle is sin. See, see sin is the obstacle that keeps us from experiencing life with God. 
It's the thing that keeps us from moving. It's the thing that paralyzes us. It's the thing that we wrestle with constantly of, am I good enough? Am I doing all right? Could it be better? It's this, this thing that affects every single person in sin. And sin is the, is the block, is the barrier. It's the obstacle to the unforgettable. And today I want you to know that you can break that obstacle. You can walk through the obstacle simply by placing your trust in Jesus. Isn't it amazing that to overcome the greatest obstacle in our life demands our trust? If, if you're here today, if you're at any of our campuses and you would like to place your trust in Jesus, it's simple. You simply have to acknowledge that th there is this thing called sin and, and sin keeps us from uh, God. It keeps us from living the life of unforgettable with him. And to have forgiveness of sin, we must place our trust in him. And by acknowledging that Jesus came, died, and, and rose back to life, like this is, we believe in this, this is what gives us salvation, gives us eternal life, and all you have to do is ask him for it. All you have to do is ask. You know, Jesus is just like us. But we are like him when he lived on this earth, he too had to face an obstacle. He too had to conquer fear and he too had to trust. So we find him just a few days before being sentenced to die on a cross, praying to God. And in this garden, what he's praying is, you know what, listen, if there's another way for this to happen, God, would you, would you let it happen? Would you let it happen a different way? You know, do I have to do the cross? Do I have to die this way? And he was facing an obstacle. But Jesus finishes this prayer with, not my will, but yours be done. Jesus approached his obstacle with faith and he unleashed the greatest unforgettable the world has ever known. So because he approached his obstacle, we now can have a relationship with God. We now can be forgiven because of what he did. And experiencing that, placing your trust in that is simple. All you have to do is ask. And so just for a moment, if you would bow your heads with me across all campuses, if you're watching online, and if you would like to ask Jesus in your heart, if you'd like to place your trust in him today, simply just take the words that I'm about to pray and make them your own. Say this. Jesus, I acknowledge that there's sin in my life. And that Jesus, apart from the forgiveness of sin, I will never experience the unforgettable. Will you forgive my sin and help me to trust you and lead me to the unforgettable? It's in your, in your name I pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer with me this morning, I would be so honored if you would let us know. Um, our, our church is built with a ton of people who would love to do life with you. And on this journey of following Jesus, it's awesome to have people walking alongside with you. So to let us know, it's very simple. You just take out your program. In the back of your program, there's a connect card. You simply fill out the connect card and check at the very bottom that I prayed to receive Jesus in my life for the first time. And someone from our team this week will follow up with you. We would love to begin to do life with you and walk with you. Um, maybe you're here this morning, and I just don't want to glide by this. Um, maybe as I've been talking, something in your heart has actually stirred. And, 
and you've identified the obstacle in your life, but the obstacle that you're facing is in fact something that happened in your past. Maybe you were hurt, maybe you experienced some, something traumatic, and simply trusting to move beyond your obstacle is gonna take more than just a 30-minute talk from a guy on a stage. In fact, you need help in walking through your hurt and you need help in moving towards healing. I want you to know that we do have a care team, a full-time staff here at Northridge that would love to help you, that would love to walk with you and listen to you and, and share advice with you. And you can find them by simply going to northridgechurch.com forward slash care. You can actually fill out a card also and someone from our team would love to help support you in that. We also want you to know that immediately after today's services, if you just wanna pray with someone, like, man, I'm, I'm walking through this, I'm working through this, and I want someone to listen, and there will be a team of people on the front of the stage immediately when we close today that would love just to listen and pray with you if that would be something you would like. And so as we move forward, we must be people who identify obstacles. We have to identify these obstacles because here's the truth. Listen, obstacles, they're the gateway to the unforgettable. And like I said in the very beginning, we must be able to experience the unforgettable. We have to have our own experience of the unforgettable. Why? And this is why. Joshua says in chapter four, verse one, when the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, choose 12 men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priests are standing, and carry them over with you and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. So Joshua called together the 12 men he had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe, and said to them, go over before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder, not a little stone, a big stone, according to the number of the tribes of Israelites, to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan and the waters of the Jordan were cut off, these stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. We must experience our own, own unforgettable because a time will come, if it hasn't already, when your children, when your family, when your friends, when your coworkers will ask you, why do you believe in God? Why do you believe? And see, at that moment, we have a choice. We can say, well, you know, I heard this really cool story, this unforgettable story of this guy. We can rest on old Christian cliches that, you know, I'm just a sinner saved by grace, or man, Jesus has been so faithful. We can revert back to unforgettable stories that have been told. Or in that moment, we can begin to share with them, listen, I faced this obstacle in my life, this obstacle that was keeping me from moving forward, and I, I actually just began to place my trust in Jesus, and I began to approach my obstacle. I did what Joshua did. I did what Jesus did. I just walked towards my obstacle in obedience, and as I walked towards this obstacle, God began to break it down, and as he broke it down, I began to experience the unforgettable, and this is what actually happened in my life. So when someone ask you why you believe, you begin to share a personal story, a personal experience, your own unforgettable. And we have to be able to do this, church. We have to be able to leave these walls, this building, and be able to share our unforgettable. And listen, Joshua tells us in three simple ways how to do it. Those three ways are this. Identify your obstacle, find a way to remember, and tell your story often. Often. 
It's simple. He says, listen, identify your obstacle. Find a way to remember and tell your story often. Let me break this down for you. He says, identify your obstacle. What's keeping you from moving forward? Identify it. Because that obstacle is the gateway to your unforgettable. And don't shy back in fear. Begin to approach it. And if you're sitting here today and you're like, I don't know what my obstacle is. I'm still not sure. I'm uncertain. I have some questions for you that you can ask yourself. And these questions will help you identify maybe your obstacle. The questions go like this. Is there someone you know in need of your help? Is there someone that you know in need of your help? Again, the answers to these questions can help identify obstacles. If you say today, no, I don't know anyone in need of help, your obstacle is you need to go meet some more people. <laughs> Second question, do I have more to offer or more to give? If the answer to this question is, you know, I don't, I don't have any more to offer, maybe your obstacle is that you're too busy. If the answer to the question is, I don't have any more to give, maybe your obstacle is you need to maybe look at your priorities. Like, what is it that's keeping you from being able to offer more or give more? Maybe that's your obstacle. The last question would be this. Is there an opportunity for you to go? Man, is there something in front of you, an opportunity I mean, is there an opportunity for you to change what you do for a living? I mean, is there an opportunity for you to maybe change your job structure? Maybe you don't, you don't travel as much and you spend more time with your family, but the, the problem is, is that that means, you know, reduced finances and, and you're just wrestling with what's the best choice for my family. Is there an opportunity for you to go do something? Is there something new ahead of you? Chances are, if the answer is yes, that could be your obstacle. Has I knocked my table over? So we have to look for obstacles. The second thing is this. We must find a way to remember the unforgettable. We must find a way to remember the unforgettable. And I just want to share a, a personal story with you guys. I, I want to show you a, an image. For, this is for Jamie and I. Um, we just celebrated 13 years of marriage. And in the 13 years, a lot of things has, has happened. And just being honest with you, being human, it's easy to forget what happens in 13 years. And so my wife, because she's amazing, uh, made this image for us. And this was at our 10-year anniversary. It says, uh, 14 years together, we were high school sweethearts. It says, 10 years of marriage. And I'm, I get emotional looking at it. Um, we both went through college. We had three churches, not because we church hop, but because I was learning what it meant to be on staff at church. <laughs> uh, and then we had three beautiful children. We now have four, so some things have changed. Uh, we had one amazing host child. I mean, just so you know, that's, that, that was an obstacle, this host child we brought over from a different country. And man, he, it was an obstacle getting him here. Um, but man, the unforgettable was just beyond because it led us to become foster parents and we began to care for children. Yeah, just, I mean, so this is a reminder, a reminder of the obstacles that have been in our life and the obstacles that, that were in front of us. But when we trusted God with our obstacles and we stepped towards them, and not just towards them, but sometimes into them, we experienced the unforgettable. And I just want to be honest today. 
I wonder how many marriages are struggling or even failing today because we failed to remember what God had done in our past. You know, Joshua didn't want his people to forget. Listen, we can't forget what God has done, so he built a memorial. And I'm just gonna be honest with you, it's, it's kind of strange in our today's culture if you were to put a whole bunch of stones in your front yard as this big mountain. And so what do you do? Like, what do you do in today's culture that helps you remember all that God has done, that helps you remember the obstacles that you faced and that, that he helped you break through so that you could experience the unforgettable? We must find a way to remember and then we must tell our story often. So this week is a special week for me. Um, very special, in fact. Um, one year ago to the day, <laughs> Jamie and I, I'm, I'm working through emotion as I tell the story. Uh, Jamie and I were prepping, preparing um, to take a trip to go somewhere that we had never been. And we were trusting God um, to take us to some new territory and and what we were actually doing is we were preparing, Jamie and I, and our one-month-old at the time, to get on a plane and fly to Detroit, Michigan, a place we'd never been. We would land on that, we'd land in Detroit the next day, and then we would drive our, or we'd land, today was a prep, we'd fly the next day, and then we'd get in a car and we'd drive to this town called Plymouth, Michigan, which we'd never been before. And we'd begin to meet with a team of people at Northridge Church, and we'd begin to explore God, is this what you have for our family? Do you want us to move from Atlanta, Georgia, where it's always hot, to Michigan, where it's never hot? <laughs> it's always cold. Um, do you want us to do that? The answer was yes, and we immediately began to face obstacles. Obstacles in selling our homes, obstacles in getting our kids transferred from schools to school, obstacles in buying a house. And listen, buying the house was the obstacle that I thought was gonna put me in my grave. We came up here in October of 2016. We started house hunting, looked at all these homes, and we could not find a house. Every house we put an offer on, we just missed it. So we went home, and I remember, okay, God, we've gotta have a home, we've gotta have a place. And Luckily, a house came available about a week later. We're in Atlanta. I can't get to Michigan to see it. Some friends who work here said, we'll go there and FaceTime the house. And so literally, we're walking through the home on their phone, looking at it, and they're like, hey, it doesn't smell bad. It looks pretty clean. Buy it, you know? Like, so we, we bought the home sight unseen. You know, like we walked through it with pictures. And I remember the day we closed. It was December 2nd, 2016. And this is in Brighton, Michigan. Jamie and I, we close in the house and we drive into the driveway. We have keys. We're about to walk into a home that we've never stepped foot in. And we walk in the house and sure enough, it's clean. It smells good. And we're walking through the house. The kids are running around and we walk into our master bedroom. And mind you, this is Brighton, Michigan in a neighborhood, in a suburb. And we walk into the bedroom where there's no blinds and we look out our master bedroom window and we see this sign, Northridge. Uh, yeah. Hey, listen. That is not Northridge Church. That's Northridge Subdivision. And please know, uh, this was the beginning of the unforgettable. This was the beginning for us of God, where we're we supposed to be. This is our new land. This is the place we had never been before, and we are now living the unforgettable. And I tell you this. You too can have an unforgettable. 
You too can experience new. You too can experience following Jesus, Jesus to places you've never been before and experiencing things you've never experienced. But you have to identify your obstacles and then trust him and step forward to them. You then have to find a way to remember when he helps you through it so you, you never forget. And then you should tell that story often so that others may experience the unforgettable. Hey, thanks so much for being here this morning with us. And it was an honor and privilege. We'd love to see you again next week as our senior pastor, Brad Powell, joins us again. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good day. Cheers.